Welcome back to another episode of The Junction, a podcast that explores the intersection of people, process, and technologies for SMBs and nonprofits. So today we want to talk about what AI can and can't do. According to a recent report by McKinsey, about half the activities carried out by workers could be automated. So Chase, let's just jump into it. We've talked about it in the first couple episodes, like people are worried about job displacement and what does this mean for uh, my role? How do I function outside of, right? Like AI is here. It's here to stay. Is it going to take my job? Um, I think we should debunk the things around what it can and can't do. It's that fear of the unknown. You know, this is um, kind of the unique thing because if you've been following along in the news, like it's it seems like AI can seemingly do everything. There's stable diffusion, right? It can make graphics. You can give it input. It can make logos. It can come up with content. Um, what's really interesting that maybe some people don't pick up on is if you ask stable diffusion, which is an image generation, right? Generate an image of the beach with the ship and the sun setting. It'll do that. But if you ask it to have some some text, any kind of text, like and write the name of the ship is uh, Pirates R, you know, like it it knows that it needs to put text on the ship. But then when the text shows up, it's nothing like an actual letter. Like it just knows that text kind of looks like this. Mm. And that's a really good analogy to like AI can do a lot of things, but if the person can't do it well, right. Or if it is something that requires an excessive amount of finesse, right. Or creativity or, um, expertise, then the AI is going to naturally be challenged and it will be difficult for it to do those things. Just as you said that. So I'm thinking through, you know, you're talking about it generating content. Can it automatically, does it run on prompts? Like, can you say now in for the next three months, go create a blog about this thing? What's really interesting about this whole thing is that a lot of people are just thinking about prompts. So the answer is yes, right? Like, let's ask it some questions. Yeah. Let's give it some context. Let's have it do something for us. Generate an image, generate content, like you said. Answer these questions for me. There is this... Um, this idea of AGI, it's um, in a sense like the robot thinks for itself, right? And what some people are doing with uh, there's something in uh, in the world called Auto GPT, right? Like, let me give it a goal and let the robot try to figure it out. What's really interesting here is that you now effectively take the human out after the beginning of the prompt and. Now the AI is doing everything. Um, so th- the thought, right, is that now you've got this AI model like basically doing all the work. And what's really interesting is not that what it comes up with is any good. It's that it can do it at all. So, you know, going back to the question, what can and can't it do? If right. it can't do it right now, then it's probably a decent indicator that it won't be able to do it in the future. Decent. Like, Sure. With enough time, money, and code, we can do anything, right? Um, If it can do it now, well, maybe it isn't any good. But the fact that it can do it at all means that it's only going to get better. Yeah, I think I keep going back to this, like, human element, right? I I look at anything that we, any use case that we're exploring will certainly in the beginning require a ton of 
checking, right? Yeah. Checking the work. Um, but kind of going back to the prompts. So I've been seeing a lot more like webinars out there about how, just around this, yeah. like chat GPT prompts, what yeah. to ask. In fact, the other day I downloaded a prompt cheat sheet oh, yeah. on LinkedIn. I saw that in Slack. I know. I dropped it in Slack. Um, I, I pulled it up. Actually, it's right in front of me. And it's got different categories uh, for writing, creativity, content creation, spreadsheets, programming, data science. And yeah. so it's kind of walking you through um, how to, and then it gives you the plug that yeah. plug this action in here, and then in brackets, what programming language do you want it in? Yeah. Now, I've heard this time and time again here. It's you know writing code. Obviously, I think we've experimented a little bit with that just yeah. to see what it can do. Um, in some use cases, is not, right? You're saying it's... Oh, yeah. It, it does. Um, keep in mind, right, it's been trained, at least in the uh, GPT 3.5 and 4.0, it's been trained on basically in the entire internet, right? Like digest the entire internet, and now it has all this data at its hands. Well, it doesn't have data that answers your exact question, but it has a really good idea, and it's predicting what it thinks it should be. Um, the way that I think about these prompts, like the, the sheet that you're talking about, I go back to one of the previous episodes where we're asking individuals, we're asking um, this, I, like, this idea of the model, hey, what do you think about this? Well, replace the model with that intern, right? Like you would ask the same question. There's just a slight difference in the way that you ask those things because the model is expecting you to give it more context, right? Right. Hey, Mel, write a blog about automation. Well, your next question is like, okay, I can do that, but like, what do you mean? You know, like, give me more context. And what we're effectively doing in these prompts is providing more context than we normally would out of the gate to somebody, uh, now to this bot. So the bot doesn't generate something that's useless, right? You could say, hey, uh, OpenAI, write a blog about automation. Well, it'll do it, you know, but it's, it's not going to be exactly what you're wanting because in your mind you're like, well, I really wanted it to be about Salesforce, but you didn't specify that. Um, so with all of these prompts, right, this prompt engineering idea, the whole idea is to provide as much context in the initial prompt so that we'll generate exactly what you're looking for. And if not, then you kind of reprompt it. And we do this with individuals as well, like in a project with a vendor or with a consultant, right? Like we deliver something, hey, check this out. Is this what you wanted? And no, actually, could you, you know, modify this a little bit? We're going to do the same thing with these prompts. Sure. So it can write emails. Oh, yeah. It can draft blog posts, whether or not you should use that. Obviously, there's a Google's downranking down a bunch of content right now. And, yeah. You know, I, I'm a big fan of the using your own transcripts. Go interview your subject matter expert for 30 minutes or less and then write a blog about it. Right. After you've done your keyword research. Um, I definitely think there's a use case there. But so it can do some of these things. Um, and then we've talked about, let's let's talk a little bit more about what it can't do. So in our world, we're consulting, right? Yeah. Like we, we get on calls with clients every day and try to understand what their business, how they run their business, what's your process, how do you bring a sale in the yeah. door, um, how do you invoice a customer? Do you, I, I don't see that going away. Like us, do you see these AI models being able to ask the questions that we're asking, or let me let me go a step further. Build the relationship, yeah, with the client that keeps them coming back. We've got some clients that 
We're on our 33rd SOW. Yeah. Can AI do that? Yeah. Well, maybe a, a better question to ask, Mel, is what can't it do yet? Because all of this, all of these models are built off of data that humans have generated, right? We're having conversations online and we're building relationships, maybe not in the real world, but in an online fashion, right? People are building relationships on Twitter and Facebook. Can, can you build a, I guess it kind of goes back to like, can I build a relationship online with you without any interaction, you know, like yeah. human interaction? And if you can say yes to that question, then I would say that AI will eventually be able to do that as well. Then you tack in like that human interaction and things start to get really blurry or you start to um, say, as of right now, it cannot do this. And one of those things is building relationships. We always say we win on relationships because we're personable, right? We interact. We understand where you're coming from. We've had similar experiences, right? We talk about the weather. I mean, I don't want to go get drinks with ChatGPT. Like, I mean, when it comes down to it after a conference and, you know, we're, we want to go hang out with partners and clients. Like, I'm not going to lie though. I did ask it to uh, give me the recipe for a whiskey smash and it did. I'm sure it it crushed it. It, (laughs) Get it? (laughs) Because that's, uh, it knows, it knows that data, right? But if you ask it to to make you a whiskey smash, obviously it's not going to be able to do that yet. 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 Um, You know, that, but that's one of the interesting things about this is as AI starts to take hold of a lot of things that we're constantly doing, the more that you dig in into these creative things like podcasts and uh, uh, webinars and YouTubes where there are these human elements, those things are naturally going to be pushed up and not glorified, um, you know, um, elevated is kind of the right thing because the human can't be like uh, replicated yet, you know, like in a sense. Right. So YouTube, anywhere where there's video content, audio content, to an extent, like those things are going to still be things that the AI cannot do. Yeah, that's an interesting take. For, do you remember our finance webinar that we ran? Was it a, how AI was impacting finance professionals? Oh, yeah. And Scott, he put together this, you know, he gave a prompt to some AI video Oh yeah. Tool. Yeah. And I think even like, you know, could pick out the hair color in front of the voice and give it a script. And, you know, it was decent, but definitely AI generated, right? Like you knew that that wasn't a person and, you know, it was kind of tongue in cheek to do that, right? Like we're going to promote a webinar about AI using AI. Uh, But, you know, to your point about that uh, with this video content, podcasts, things where we are still, I mean, throughout this, we're, we're a few episodes in and we've had a few like, Oh, cut that, do that. Like we're flawed. We make some mistakes, but that's also relatable. Yeah. And that's where, um, I think naturally there's going to be kind of like a distrust of the first AI YouTube star. Well, like, well, that's already a thing though. That's a thing. It is already a thing. I need to get out from under my rock. In, in Twitch, there's a guy that is programming and maybe part of like his, his stitch, right, is that he's programming and he's streaming the programming. But he has this AI chat buddy that, it, that he's now turned into audio and he will just like ask it a question like, hey, what do you think about this? Should we do this? And he is enhancing his own chat bot like while he's doing this on Twitch. And the chat bot is written in a way where it's like kind of uh, – super witty, super sarcastic, like, 
no, that's a terrible idea. You're not any good at programming, you know, like, right. Well, it's only one step further to like put video to that. Right. To then sure. basically you like take the game, like it's a game, right? Like now it's graphics and how look at some of the games that are coming out. Like right. it's near picture perfect. And it's, I think it's only a matter of time. I said, you can't do that yet. I think it's only a matter of time before you've got YouTube series that are not animated. They look real life and it looks like this individual is actually doing these things, but it is all like programmed. Okay. Take a walk with me. I'm going way out in the future. Let's I think go. it might only be one or two years. Machine? No, I'm just, you've got me thinking about this, like personifying or putting video to something like that. Yeah. Could I report, like, is there, a, is there a world in which people report to? Report to what? An AI manager, like a man, oh, yeah. you know, where I'm, I'm on a zoom call. Jumping in on my one-on-one with this. Mel, you need to get into the the fast-moving pace of the news. There's already a guy that is running a company, and the CEO is, is I think, OpenAI's large language model. Like, there, I think he's really just typing questions, like, what decisions should we make, CEO chatbot, right? And it's popping it out, and he's literally taking the answer and doing the thing. He probably has to do some modification, right, to make it sure. work right, but... I think there will be companies that are run by AI at some point in the future. Not yet. Speaking of the news, let's kind of look at some headlines. So hold this one up here. AI's dirty secret. Meet the hidden human workforce behind the boom in artificial intelligence. This this is an uh, interesting take, right? Because, Mel, you and I were talking about this before we started recording, this idea that it's like... Um, it's kind of taboo to have something else do the work for you, right? Because I, I'm i paying you to do the work. You're having something else do the work for you, right? And you're delivering it as your own work. But what's really interesting there is we do this in businesses, right? Like we hire people to do work. We sell it as our own, right? And then we deliver it. I mean, it's really no different, Um I think the real tabooness is that the amount of time that it took for the chatbot to do it was like a minute mm-hmm. and it would have taken you an hour, but you sold that for the same amount, right? Like there's this extreme difference in time or cost to actually generate that deliverable. And that's where a lot of these questions pop up. It's like, well, now are you price gouging your customer, right? right. Or do you have so much margin that it's now unethical? Um but one of the things that I saw here, this was actually um, on Hard Fork, uh, one of their recent episodes. They were talking about uh, Amazon Mechanical Turk. It's a job, a, a mini job site where you can ask people to like classify an image or write me a headline for this topic. Like okay. it's basically like you can now ask a lot of these questions of the chatbot. Most of it is geared towards researchers that are saying, "Well, how do you feel about this?" Right? Or give me your hot take on this this one blurb and they pay you like five cents, 10 cents. Um, but now a lot of those, uh, it, a lot of those answers are being generated by chat GPT, right? And, and these people were just copying and pasting the answers in and they're making five cents. And it goes back to that question of like, well, I really wanted the human element to, to answer, not, not the chat bot. And that's where I think, you know, like there's this, um, preconceived or pre-communicated notion that I want Mel I want Mel to write the content, not the chatbot. And if you do enough upfront, like setting expectations and there's mutual trust, like that'll be okay. 
but where you don't have that context, like, Hey, please don't use GPT or let me know if you do, you know, let, let's just be open and clear and honest. Humans are naturally inclined to find the most efficient way to do things. Like it's just natural for us to do that. This will continue to be a good problem or a bad problem, depending on which side of the aisle that you're on. I believe that, uh, talking about, we keep going back to like generating content and this actually came up. I was on a webinar last week. Someone asked how long should a blog post be, right? How many words? Of course I'm thinking, well, it varies based on, you know, the content type or the subject and what you're trying to do. But, um, you know, we kind of know some things about how content is ranked and, uh, someone, this post I saw said, it's not how many, it's not 2000 words. It's not what Semrush says. It's how long it takes to tell the story. Mm. And if the chat bot doesn't have the context or the story, right? Right. Like if that's not something that's readily available or out there, I mean, think about the companies that, you know, they're still, let's say they're going through kind of like a rebrand or they're trying to kind of like position or startups, right? Like how do you tell that story? Yeah. That's not, I mean, unless I guess you are started as an AI. Like you are run by CEO yeah, that is right. an AI bot. Now that's something that happens in collaborative workshopping. Right. And figuring out like sitting, you know, spending with time with our founder of Venn Technology, yeah. Scott. You know, I could I can I am kind of like Mel GPT yeah. in a sense. Like if we're gonna sit down and I'm gonna write something that Scott would write, whether it's an email communication or a yeah. post on LinkedIn, he has high confidence in me that you know, for the most part, I'm probably use the words that he likes to use or would right. use and it's conversational, natural, and it would seem as though he wrote it. Um, but again, if he's not, if we're not feeding that into some other tool, yeah, like, I don't know, job security for me, maybe, maybe, oh, absolutely. maybe until he starts to, we start it's, to put his podcast out. And it, it goes back to this idea of uh, original content, right? A lot of what chat GPT and these large language models are doing is they're regurgitating things that have already been written. Well, if you're going to use that to post content, you're already regurgitating something that's already out there, right? Because of what we do, we do a lot of things that have never been done before. Well, chat GPT might have an idea on how to do it, but we are now the, the thought leader and the experts in that space because we were the quote unquote first to do it. Um, there's no, you know, internet documentation of how this should work. It's the individual that now knows how to do it that we can derive content from and be the first to market, if you will, right? Right. So anywhere you have this um, original content, original ideas, going back to being elevated, right? Those things are going to be elevated. Things that are regurgitated over and over again are naturally going to move down. Be suppressed, yeah. Just a couple days ago there was a headline, AI is already linked to layoffs in the industry that created it. Mm. You, um, I think this particular headline, as I was reading some of it, this is, um, this uh, entails the individuals that were gathering the data to train the model. Once the model has been trained, those folks are, they've effectively completed their job, right? And they're moving on to something else. The people that are not being laid off are the ones that, built the model, right? Or they're building the next model. So this is kind of like a, one of those catchy headlines that sure. is like, oh, it's laying off everybody, you know, start worrying about your gig. Um, but I do envision, and we have seen this, like this idea of AGI, where it can self-improve, right? It can go into its own code base, 
spot problems or opportunities to improve itself and now write that code and enhance itself. That's where you start to get maybe a little concerned. And again, you have to, you have to check the work, right? It's not going to be perfect. So there's always going to be some level of review where you really need to get worried. And this is easily a decade away where it's going to start writing its own code over and over and it never sleeps and it does it 24 hours a day. Like it's going to be that, you know, like that superhuman, all knowledgeable, all powerful, blah, 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 that everybody's worried about. Um, but it's always going to be contained within a box. So you've got me thinking about all the things that again, it can't do. Yeah. So like, do I need to go pick up like fly fishing and like <laughs> yeah. go find a, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> some, some outdoorsy hobby. Yeah, that go grab an becomes, axe. Go grab an axe. Start chopping wood. Okay. There you go. I think we could come up with a pretty hefty list of things that still need to be done to oh, make yeah. the world go around. So yeah. you take, you take any trade and uh, if you don't, if you don't have any trade skills, maybe you should start picking those up, you know, just so you can uh, have a backup plan. I wish I remembered who the company was that advertised this. I think I told you about it. One of the best ads I'd seen, um, a building was going up, right? And on the side of it where they had already had finished out the concrete, it said, chat GPT can't finish this building. We're still hiring, you know, and it's out there, you know, hiring oh, laborers right. and construction workers. Yeah. And, you know, I thought that that was a very, like, clever, but... Interesting play. I mean, there there are obviously machines that can build. Um, yeah. Well, you get into, this is where you get into that AI is directing, right? It's the project manager. It's the CEO. Right. The, no. AI, the AI was the architect on the building. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. where there's a delineation. <clears throat> and not to get too far into the future, I mean, it, it then is like all knowledge workers are AI, right, and all let me, I need some hands to do some work or humans. And now the humans are like, you know, push down the, the totem pole a little bit. I don't think that will ever be a massive issue for us in our particular generation or maybe our kids, but maybe I think, way in the future. Right. Like you can't, what did we learn through COVID? The human connection. Like oh, yeah. everybody that was like what came out of it was like what we all lost a few years. It felt yeah. like, and then everybody kind of realized man, I miss being around people. Mm. I missed having, you know, right. even just we're, we're, we are an in-office culture. We work in office. Um, I love being able to like jump into a conference room and whiteboard stuff out. But even just in general, like going to the grocery store, yeah, not having my groceries delivered right to somebody who's... Oh, you still do that? No, I actually, I've, I've only ever done it twice. <laughs> Gone really? to the grocery store? No, had them delivered. I actually love going to the grocery store. I I, I never it. wish that a bot will replace that for me. And I am, I make my own list. Although somebody in our team actually said one of her use cases uh, when we kind of opened it up for lunch and learn, she said I told ChatGPT that I wanted to eat. Let's insert keto. Yeah. And I asked it to make me a grocery list, and it came back, and I said mm, I don't like those two things. Yeah. Refactored it. Yeah. People are having it write recipes, right. workout plans, yeah, um, things like that, sure. But no, I still want to take my list in the grocery store and I want to go up and down the aisles you know, and I want to spend time. You know like, what I'm waiting for, Mel? Something that it, it can't do yet, hopefully, is work out for me. <laughs> you know, like go work out for me so I don't have to. But I'm already pretty good at not working out. Um, but <laughs> maybe one day. You know, maybe one day it'll do the work for me. Uh, 
That'll be a later episode. <laughs> yeah. Up next. Up next. All right. So speaking of up next, we're going to move on to our, I, I'm calling this our ask me anything. All right. But I'm just asking you. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. <laughs> Should we trust AI to predict natural disasters? Let, let me ask you first. Are you a weather guy? Like, do you pull out your phone? And, like, look at that. Like, the night before, do you plan outfits around weather? Do you plan travel? Uh, you know, I don't really, I tend to wear the same clothes, T-shirt and shorts. And yeah. I don't really, doesn't I mean, really it bother is, me. It is a it, summer in Texas right now, so yeah. that's a that's probably a fair play. But yeah, what I will say, so you said you need to you need to get your head and like you kind of get up to speed on some of the news, right? Yeah. Weather is one of those dark spots for me in my life that I just kind of roll the dice. Whoa. Now, depending on so if I'm traveling somewhere, I do want to know. Am I expecting snow? Yeah. And I want to be prepared. I'm also a type A planner. Yeah. So I check it when there is a event or something that you know, I really feel otherwise the other day drove straight into a hailstorm on my way to work. And, and the radio warned me and everything. It was like, you Here's know, smell driving into the yeah, store, you know, it's going off on the radio and it says every, every County that the golf ball size hills hail was going through. And I was like, mm, I'm just going to take my chance cool. and roll the dice. And I was warned. So I was just kind of wanted to predicate that on, you know, do you particularly watch the news? Now, we're talking about natural disasters. I think that's something that hopefully everybody knows when it's going on. Although I have been not been privy to tornadoes in my immediate yeah. vicinity. And yeah. that's just, again, my own kind of getting stuck into what I'm doing. But do you think that AI is going to start predicting those types of disasters? What's, what's really interesting, and the weather people are going to kill me out there, but what's really interesting is that a lot of the predictions are based on data that it already exists, right? We don't necessarily know what the water temperature is going to be tomorrow. We can make a prediction, right? And what ends up happening is you have all of this data that is now instantly old. You know, every second the weather's changing. <clears throat> but you have a ton of data to look at. The problem with predicting in a true artificial intelligence manner is that there's so many variables that go into that, right? Like all across the world, you've got water temperatures, you've got heat indexes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna melt my own, you know, area of knowledge here. But I do know that because there is so much data and there's so many um, interactions in the client that it's going to naturally be difficult for the AI to take ingest all of that data and instantly tell you, Mel, you're on the road. And if you keep going at 70 miles an hour, you're going to hit golf size ball hail. Those things are easily decades away just because there's just so much data to consume. Yeah. Now, can it pr potentially predict stuff? We're already doing this, right? We're already predicting the path of the hurricane, right? We can already tell that these counties are at risk for hurricanes or for hail, you know, like we're already kind of predicting that. When I think about AI, I'm thinking more about like, okay, I'm on my way home. Do I need to be worried about hail? It will hit hail hit my car if I continue going. Like that's the kind of prediction that I'm thinking about because then I want to make sure that I don't do that. Sure. That kind of prediction is way off, way, way down the road. Yeah. I'm, there's just been some recent headlines about that. So I was just curious. Um, I, I do have to give a nod to uh, someone who's quoted in this article that I'm reading. It's from the Washington Post. And she uses a, in the last 12 months, 
We have had a tsunami of demonstrations of different AI methods being used for forecasting. First, I thought, are we talking about tsunamis? No, she was just using that as like a tsunami of information. She's like, so punny. So punny. Love a good pun. Bad joke. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. So again, I, I think we have more. We can probably revisit this one as tools continue to come out. Easily. Yeah. What it can and can't do. Let's revisit that. Should be a section of our content. What can it do? It's like, can it blend? Well, I blend tech. Yes. <laughs> a goat of content marketing. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to know what your questions or thoughts uh, are out there to our listeners. So please email us your take at thejunction@ventechnology.com. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep exploring, stay curious and embrace the power of AI because it is here to stay. Keep it automated. <laughs> <laughs>